are listening to Athleisure Kitchen, where you'll get the inside scoop with those in the culinary world from celebrity chefs, food personalities, restaurateurs, and more. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith of Athleisure Mag, so set an extra plate as we chat all things culinary. On today's episode of Athleisure Kitchen, I catch up with one of our faves, Chef Justin Sutherland, owner of Handsome Hog and Big E, winner of Iron Chef America, Top Chef Season 16 finalist, co-host of True TV's Fast Foodies and TNT TBS's Taste the Culture, and author of Northern Soul, which is out now. We catch up with Chef Sutherland on being from the Twin Cities and the culinary landscape of Minnesota, which includes an array of chefs from Andrew Zimmern, Leah Vang, himself, and more. We talk about his approach to food, owning an array of restaurants, delve into his cookbook, which presents Southern recipes with a Northern flair, being a culinary consultant for Allianz Field, home of MLS's Minnesota United FC, and how this sport is so global in nature, from viewing it to those who watch and meeting their taste buds expectations. We also talk about his co-founded apparel line, Hybrid Nation, which focuses on the tagline of In Diversity We Trust, as well as their capsule collection with MLS. to talk to you. Um, I've talked to you previously, um, most recently, right ahead of the Fast Foodies um, for the second season. So I'm excited to talk to you. And I just have to say, I was sending prayers your way uh, after your accident. Um, Just seeing your positivity coming out of everything that you've done. How are you able to maintain such resilience and positivity with your surgeries and your recovery? I mean, honestly, a a lot of that positivity and strength has come from the you know, the incredible outpouring of support that's come from, you know, friends, the the wider food community, and I mean, just strangers from, you know, across the country and world that have been really keeping me going and, uh, you know, giving me the strength to want to get back ASAP. Exactly, I'm sure. Well, like you, I'm from the Midwest, which has a lot of influences from the South, as well as just global areas. Um, From a culinary standpoint, you know, Minnesota has had a spotlight on it with chefs such as yourself, uh, Yia Vang, Andrew Zimmerman. Can you tell us about what people can expect from the Minnesota or Twin Cities culinary scene? Yeah, you know, it's I'm 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 very happy that it's you know it's it's getting its due. I think for for a long time, as you know, the Midwest always kind of that flyover region, and nobody really associates <laughs> us, you know, as, you know, with 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 good cuisine. And I think we have one of the best in the country. And I think you know something that's understated about Minnesota is, I mean, you know, obviously every it's thought of as very Scandinavian and in, in, in meat and potatoes, but mm-hmm. it's such a melting pot of it's such a melting pot of, of different cultures. I mean. You know, one of the, the largest Somali population in the in the country, the largest Hmong population in the country, huge Vietnamese influence, huge Native American influence. So I just think that, you know, the, the food that's that's Minnesota is, is so global. Mm. And where do you draw your culinary inspiration from? You know, very globally as well. I mean, I have a very, you know, multicultural background. I have a grandmother from Japan, I have a grandfather from Mississippi. Um, you know, another grandfather from Norwegian. So we, you know, we were sushi and, and collard greens and, and left all at the same table growing mm. up. So I was, you know, very lucky to, to be able to eat glo- very globally as a as a kid and, and really drew a lot of inspiration from, from cooking and being in the kitchen with my grandmothers. 
Mm. And what is it about the Twin Cities specifically that draws you to continue to add your fingerprint to the culinary scene? You know, it's, there's no there's no reason to leave and try and do it somewhere <laughs> else. I mean, I've, you know, it's it's I'm I'm, happy, I'm very you know happy and blessed to be able to be a part of of the you know resurgence of of that dining scene and. It wouldn't feel right to leave. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, you have a number of restaurants under your belt, um, Handsome Hog being one of them, which is defined as contemporary Southern. What does that mean to you? And what can it, what can guests expect when they come in to dine? It's, you know, I love just that, you know, that soul food culture. Again, growing up with my grandma, you know, she always had the, the Sunday suppers and there's always a pot of collard greens on the stove and just always constantly food cooking. And I just think that, that, that Southern hospitality, that comfort that, that you get when you think about soul food in the South, um, you know, but also, you know, when you walk in and some hog doing it in a, in a, in a beautiful, you know, high energy environment, that's a, you know, sometimes I think we, we relate that the home, that humble food with, you know, just kind of roadside eateries or something that you would just, you know, do at home with your family. So being able to, you know, take that cuisine and, and provide it in a, in a beautiful environment. Mm. Well, earlier this year, you also opened Big E in Portland um, at the Moxie Hotel. And I know you have another one in Minnesota. Um, in prepping for the interview, I literally drooled over these friggin' sandwiches. Um, <laughs> I like that her name is Yoshimi. I think that's pretty amazing. And clearly there's a major egg focus here and a nod to Big E himself. Tell me more about the concept and how this came about. You know, it's it's, you know, two of my favorite things. I love I love egg sandwiches. I mean, I travel extensively and. Every time I'm, you know, I'm on the road, I, you know, asking hotel concierges or, you know, where, where's the best egg sandwich spot. So that's just something that I've, you know, that I've always loved. And then, and music is, is one of, you mm. know, a big part of my life and, and you know, and Tori Spiegel being one of my favorite artists. So, you know, it's, and it was a good way to, to meld two of my favorite things. And then, you know, with the, the dining trends that were changing and, and coming out of the pandemic, being able to do something that's, that's quick service. You know, you can still get, you know, high quality chef driven food that, that, you know, that we can replicate and pop up all over the country that are, you know, fast casual. I love it. And as I mentioned at the top, you know, we talked earlier this year, you as well as with your co-hosts, Kristen Kish and Jeremy Ford. What was your favorite episode in Fast Foodies from the second season? And is there any word on a third? Oh, man. That's tough. The second season was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was really fun with our finale having Joel McHale come back. He's a he is a wild card, and we loved working with him. And you know that that little spin. We were we didn't know he was. We had no idea he was going to be our last final guest. So it was fun just because we had already formed a relationship with him. And then to put that that spin on the final finale episode was was a lot of fun working with him. Um, season three, where his is still in talks. Mm-hmm. We have no have not started filming, but uh, we definitely plan on doing another. I love it. And I just recently, because I was prepping for the interview, I know that you host and executive produce Taste of Culture, which yes. I love this show. I just watched the pop-up empowerment episode that also had Brady Lowe, which I love Brady. Um, I was actually a judge one on one of his, yet. yeah, I was a judge on one of his Koshan 555s here in New York. So seeing him there, then you eating and talking about all of these things. Tell me about the show. What made you want to do it? It is like one of my favorite shows now that I've seen it. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, it was, I mean, 
it was kind of my first opportunity to again be executive producer and, and finally get to a point to to make the show you know that I wanted that I wanted to make and tell the stories I wanted to tell and you know I think it's just really important to there's so many untold stories in the BIPOC food community around the you know around the country that you know generally get overlooked mm -hmm. um, so it was an opportunity to you know kind of take the spotlight off of me and then move in and just really help amp amplify those voices and tell those stories mm. and what was your favorite episode uh you know the honestly um it ended up being as well season two will come out here in a couple of weeks and we've nice. got some I think two of my favorites will be in this new season, but the high hog farm education one I thought was amazing. That was just such a cool day to spend the day, you know, on that farm. Um, you know, especially I think black farming is something that gets you yep. know very, very overlooked and just being able to, to tell their story, learn their story was, that was one of my favorite episodes to film. I love it. And over the past few days, you've literally been on a junket um, with you focused on promoting your cookbook, The Northern Soul, Southern Inspired Home Cooking from a Northern Kitchen. Can you tell me more about this cookbook and why you wanted to approach it in this way? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, so like I said, soul food, Southern food is, is just, you know, it's always had a place in my heart from, you know, growing up, watching my grandma cook to going to school in Atlanta and really delving myself into that culture and this is, you know, a collection of recipes from family, from from Handsome Hog, and you know, a lot of the stuff people have always just like emails and after dinner people ask for ask for these recipes or how we did stuff, and it's, uh, you know, I thought it was time to to share and give everybody what they have been asking for. Well, I love that Kwame also wrote the foreword on this book. Um, why did you want to include him in this book? Uh, you know, many reasons. He's been a he's been a, a good friend for a very long time. He's been an inspiration. I think you know the things that he's accomplished at at, at his age and is is incredible. Um, and I just thought it was important to you know to include to include him in this. And I was very blessed that he said yes. Mm. Well, I love that the cookbook itself spans so many things from like your typical things of lunch, brunch, dinner, et cetera. But I love that you have a whole section on pickled things. Um, I love pickled things and seeing like I've never heard of watermelon rind pickled, but I think it's really cool um, that you included that, that in there. What are three recipes that you are super excited are in this cookbook? Um, well, the pickled watermelon rind is one of them. Um, <laughs> I think that's, yeah, especially in the North, it's not something we do a lot. And, you know, you, you think of watermelon rind as just something that you'd normally throw away. And mm -hmm. the, the amount of flavor that, that can be imparted in it with these recipes and, and what it pairs with, I think, I think is, is incredible. So I was happy to share that. Um, you know, my one, my favorite recipe, and I think just this, that tells the the story of of soul food and and, and Southern cuisine and, and you know ultimately food that you know came over through the slave trade mm -hmm. is, is collard greens. I yep. think I think collard greens just tell the story of soul food. I mean, if you can break it down, you know, for me, that's that's it. Mm. And, you know, in a few days, you're going to be hitting the festival stage at the Bourbon and Beyond, which takes place in Louisville. You know, we love when food and music come together. What is it that you're going to be cooking and why did you want to be part of this festival? Yeah, this I mean, I've, you know, I've done a, obviously a lot of food festivals all over the country. And I was so was lucky to do Bourbon and Beyond I think three years ago before it went on hiatus uh, mm -hmm. due to pandemic. Yep. Um, and it's it was one of the most fun food fest food and music combined festivals that i'd ever done i think and just there's so many similar similarities between t food and music mm -hmm. so i think just having those two things combined is is incredible and 
And I also love, I mean, you know, Louisville has a, has a special place in my heart. That's where my top chef season was. That's yep. really where, you know, where my, uh, career really got a jump start. So just, you know, being able to be back here, um, you know, Louisville will always, always be special to me. Um, I am going to combine actually two of the recipes from the cookbook. We are going to do a lobster biscuits and gravy. Oh, um, Yep, so we'll be uh, demoing the, the, the buttermilk biscuits with the bacon and chives and cheddar. And then I take the lobster etouffee base and use that um, as the gravy. And it's just kind of an upscale version of biscuits and gravy. Oh, my God, that sounds fantastic. I also love Louisville. I went to school at Indiana University, so we were constantly in Louisville because it's like 40 minutes away. Um, but that is very, very cool. And once again, in doing the prep, you know, you're the culinary concert, uh, consultant for the Alliance Field, the home of the Minnesota United for MLS. What does your role involve in terms of being in that position? You know, it was, it really started even preconception when they were talking about building the stadium, um, you know, and, and where Alliance Field is located, you know, it was dropped down, you know, on University Avenue, which is an extremely multicultural neighborhood. Um, and it was just really important. The reason I was excited about the project, because it was very important for Alliance Field to really reflect the food of the neighborhood and end of soccer. I think soccer is, well, soccer is such an international sport. Yep. So making sure that, you know, we are, uh, you know, celebrating all of the, all the multicultural cuisines that, that are, that are soccer and that are Minnesota. I love that. And we know that you're always repping hibernation since you're the co-founder of this brand. And it also has a collab with the MLS as well. You know, how did that collab come about? And are there upcoming projects with the brand that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, I mean, you know, the brand is ever evolving. You know, my younger brother, you know, conceived it, uh, shoot, almost 10 years ago. Hmm. Um, But I think, you know, know, our, our, our trademark, you know, in diversity we trust is, um, you know, on our hats and branded everywhere. And it just, it made so much sense with soccer. I mean, again, it's such a, such a diverse sport. Mm-hmm. Every, every country plays it every, you know, it's just kind of like this natural global equalizer. So I think that the partnership only made sense. <laughs> wow. So we know you have a lot going on. Um, like you said, the, the next season of Taste the Culture is coming out. Are there other projects that we should keep an eye on that you can share with us? And are you thinking of making another cookbook? Uh, yes, there are other projects that I unfortunately can't share with yep. you. Um, but yeah, so just you know, keep an eye out. I've got a couple of new uh, television projects that were in the works that, you know, had to be put on hold due to the accident. So yeah. we're just kind of finally picking those back up. Um, so yes, definitely keep an eye out, but nothing that I can share with you or my agent will kill me. Yeah, I, I totally get that. We want you to be alive so that we can see what's going on. can't wait to sit with you again to share another great story with you at Athleisure Kitchen. Athleisure Kitchen is a part of Athleisure Studio, our multimedia podcast network, which is the division of Athleisure Media, and whose sister site is Athleisure Mag. Get the latest episode by listening, following, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, Himalaya, or your preferred podcast platform. Find out additional information by checking out the show notes. You can stay in the loop on who future guests are by visiting us at athleisurestudio.com backslash athleisure kitchen and on instagram at athleisure kitchen and at athleisure studio i'm your host kimmy smith athleisure kitchen is executive produced by paul farkas and myself 
and is mixed by the team at Athleisure Studio. We'll be back with another episode, so make sure that you set an extra plate for us.